Welcome into One and Done Radio. Wherever you are, however you are listening, whether it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pandora, Podcorn, Podbean, and anything else that is out there. Thanks for making One and Done Radio a part of your day. Uh, on this episode, I talk a lot about the um, another top five prospect for col- for high school basketball. Excuse me, that was trying to go to college is now going to the G League. Um, Cam Newton says replacing Tom Brady is the elephant in the room, and Coach O says we need football. I was trying to do his Coach O impression, and it's kind of funny when you hear it. Uh, all that on the show. Let's go. So. I- I remember when I was in high school, um, and teacher, our teacher would actually, well, it was a teacher slash our, uh, one of our coaches on my football team, and he would, he actually went around the room and asked, what do you got, what are you guys' plans for after school, like, where, for after high school, like, where are you guys going to go to college, like, it actually was assumed, like, his mind was assuming and the questions he was asking was, "What are you? Where do you want to go to college? Where do you want to go to college?" Like it was pretty much like, "Where are you going to go for college?" So everyone gave their answer, like, "I want to go to this school. I want to go to that school. I want to do this." And I remember there was a kid in my class who was asked the question. He just said, "I'm just going to go work for my dad job at this." That's it, because like you was either college or military, right? Like that's kind of I mean, if you were in like high school, which I mean, we got, at one point a lot of us were or are going to be, you know, you're gonna hear the same kind of answers. I'm gonna go to college here, I'm gonna go to college there, or I'm gonna go in the military, depending on where you're from, and depending on who you are. But the kid in my class, when he came, when he pretty much just said, "I'm going to be going to work for my dad." And his job, he's just, and my teacher goes, wait, what? Like my teacher pretty much is like, well, why don't you just go to college? And he goes, no, I want to make money right now. I mean, why? I'm, I might as well just go make money. I can make pretty good money doing what I could probably do with a college degree. And I am not sitting here saying that do not get a college degree. I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to sit there and condone or approve of college sucks. Like, no, it's not the case at all. My point here, though, is he had he just said, I can go make money right now playing college, or skipping college, and just go and work for my dad's business. Uh, another prospect for the NBA, or for, the, for high school to college, has chosen to go to the G League, okay? This is the fifth top 100 prospect to do this, Okay? Think about it. when you are given the chance to, and this is how, and I've said this, I said that once one started to do it, others will follow suit. Okay? Jonathan Kaminga is the next player to make this move. Okay? So far, there's been Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd, Dasheen Nix, and Kai Soto. You have five guys in the top 100 that says, and even, the, again, Jalen Green, the number one prospect, has decided, I'm just going to go and play uh, G League basketball. Why? Because you can get paid, and 
that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's really no like difference because these guys on their mind are already thinking, why should I go and play a year of college basketball when I can just go and play G League basketball against guys that are probably built, are probably a little bit better for prospects to play against and I can make money. And I said, this is just something that's going to continue to happen. You're going to see this more and more. Now, I've always said that the value of education is something that you can't be matched. But when you have a guy that's, like, these guys are most likely going to go to the NBA. Like, I mean, the way they are ranked coming up high school could pretty much show that these are NBA prospects. Okay? Again. Top five prospects in Jonathan Kaminga, number one prospect in Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd, number 15, Desheen Nixon, number 21, and Kai Soto, number 65, all in the top 100. So, and these guys have a chance to go play against better prospects, most likely, in the G League. And getting the chance, it's just, again, it's a one-year development league, okay? I don't want people to think that it's like five or six years, like... It's one year, and that's all they need. They had to be one year pretty much removed from high school to go and become eligible for the NBA. Now, what, like, just think about it. If you are someone in their position, wouldn't you take advantage of it and go and try and make money? I mean, I don't think, I don't see why you wouldn't. They have the opportunity to just go and, I can go make money right now. Or, I can go to college where I'm sure money is being slipped under the table depending on who you are, where you're going, who's asking, whatever it is. You know, college athletics have that. I mean, and, or they're going to start, quote, paying these athletes and letting these athletes get paid for their likeness when a G League prospect can not only get paid from the G League, but he can get paid from the sponsors as well. So this guy, these kids have the opportunity to make a lot of money. And it's like, when you throw money at a child, at someone that age, okay, think about it. This isn't no adult. This isn't no 30-year-old guy. This is a 17- to 18-year-old kid. And he is basically, and you're basically saying, we can give you this much money, and you can do what you love. You don't have to go to school for a year because a lot of times you have these one and dones. Hence the name of the show. Just kidding, anyways. But you have these prospects that go to school for a year and they just go to the draft, or you can go play in the G League, get paid by me, and you can do what you want to do. And then you can go to the draft. It's a win-win for these kids because especially these top prospects that are like, well, I might as well go make money and then I can go to the NBA and make some more money. Like if you're going to get hurt playing basketball, why not get hurt while you're at least getting paid for it, right? That's the mindset of these kids. And that's why you will slowly continue to see more and more athletes, more and more high school athletes like for basketball take this route. So Cam Newton has come out and said that replacing Tom Brady is, quote, the elephant in the room. 
And I think that's obvious. We kind of understand that. And you have to under listen. Years ago, when you have, I mean, when Peyton Manning was drafted by the, you know, Indianapolis Colts back in '98, he did not start off great, but then obviously became an Indianapolis Colts legend. Like he pretty much built the RCA Dome, or not RCA Dome, Lucas Oil Stadium. The RCA Dome was already there. He pretty much built Lucas Oil Stadium based on what he brought as success. He's got a statue outside of his arena. Again, his arena. He did all of this. So when it comes to Andrew Luck, people were trying to put him on the same like category as Peyton Manning, but you had to understand why they were trying to do that. Okay, Peyton Manning was. The greatest, like the greatest, uh, probably the greatest quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts has ever had. Probably the greatest player. Some may say John Unitas. I'm sorry, I just never really saw him growing up. You know, I wasn't like, alive or anything, so I can't sit there and make that comparison. But that's, but again, John Unitas also played in, like, in Baltimore. So, anyways, when Andrew Luck got drafted, what happened? Peyton Manning was released. He was let go by the Indianapolis Colts so they can move forward with Andrew Luck. And there was people saying, well, he's got to have the same, like, he, if you're going to move on from the, like, the, probably the greatest of all time in Indianapolis, this kid needs to be legit. He needs to be the guy who's going to come in and become that. And that wasn't probably fair to Luck. Like, you can't, like, there are elite players and coaches out there that you can sit there and say there's they're probably the greatest at what they do right like the greatest at what they could do like like uh what's it called and i'm not gonna go tom brady yet because that's not really i'm not i'm trying to get make my point like when you look at coach k for duke i mean he's not gonna coach forever but whoever comes in it's just gonna have to do their job like you can't expect coach whoever to come in after Coach K and have the same level of success. You can't. It's I, Coach K has brought Duke to what they are. Nick Saban for Alabama. You can't go in there whenever Nick Saban chooses to stop coaching Alabama. You can't expect a guy to go in there and continue his success. I mean, the one right now, the one guy you can really say. As a very recent that I can think of on the top of my head, as far as a coach, is Ohio State with Urban Meyer to Ryan Day. Ryan Day has only lost one game as a head coach for Ohio State. When he was an interim head coach prior, they didn't lose any games. This past season, they lost to Clemson in what was a great game and just a bad miscommunication between quarterback and receiver. So that's, but that's, again, Ryan Day is only in year number one. So he's still got plenty of years to go. But you can't expect these guys to have their replacements come on in and be at the same level. That's not fair. If you do that, they're never going to live up to your standards and you're going to fire these guys all the time. Tom Brady is obviously the greatest of all time, okay? Listen, six Super Bowls, been to nine of them. 
just almost half his career has been to a Super Bowl. If Cam, and Cam Newton's obviously, well, it's definitely kind of awkward because I'm replacing Tom Brady, the greatest co- greatest quarterback of all time in New England at his team. Like, it's kind of awkward. But you don't, It's when you have that mindset, it's like, if you're a fan of the Patriots, you can't expect Cam Newton to go in there and do what Tom Brady did to win Super Bowls after Super Bowl. Like, do you want to, if you're a Patriots fan, do you want to see them win Super Bowl? Of course. But you can't expect him to go into New England where Tom Brady was, is the greatest of all time based on what he did for the Patriots and sit there and say, well, why isn't Cam doing this? Tom Brady, you can't make those comparisons. Those are apples and oranges, all right? Well, first off, Tom Brady could not run to save his life. Like, I mean, he ran for 1,000 yards, and it took him, like, like 18 seasons or something. Cam Newton has done that in, like, like half a season. I don't know. Like, he's done that pretty easy. So, don't put... Like Cam Newton's feeling the elephant and seeing the elephant and becoming the elephant in the room, whatever it is. But it's based on the fact that there are people out there that are going to put him in that category. And my opinion is, I think if anyone's going to have this whole, well, Brady could have done that throw or this, it's the Patriots organization. Okay? Tom Brady, I believe, would have stayed if, if they would have traded for like Stephon Diggs. Or DeAndre Hopkins, like the what the Cardinals trade like a second round pick and David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. Like the Patriots could have easily made a move like that. I mean, they could have done a first rounder or second. I don't even know. They could have done either one. But first rounder probably could have been the case. They could have given that up for DeAndre Hopkins. Now you have Tom Brady with an elite receiver, and Tom Brady probably said, "I'll stay." Like, he probably would have stayed. You give him talent, he would have stayed. That's why he's in Tampa Bay. They have talent down there. So I think if, if the team struggles this year, I think the organization is going to be put on the whole, well, Brady could have made that throw. Tom could have done that. Because it's not fair to put someone like Cam Newton, who's yet MVP, has been to a Super Bowl. Definitely when he's on his game, he's definitely, like, a force of nature at quarterback. I mean, that, yeah. But this elephant in the room is not fair to a guy like Cam Newton, who honestly is just trying to go in there and do his job. And again, this is like a, a redemption season coming up for him to show future teams I can still play quarterback. So Coach <laughs> Coach O is pretty much went to a news conference with uh, the vice president. And pretty much just came out and said, we need football. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm, try- I'm trying to do a Coach O impression. It's not really the best, but we need football during the pandemic. So parents, when he's, again, he went to the v- vice president's press conference and pretty much just said, we need to play. The state needs it. The country needs it. Okay. He said the coronavirus can be handled. And I'm not a doctor or, and I'm definitely someone that wants to see college football happen. But this is something that I talked about in my last episode. And again, and another quote he said was, I don't think we can take this away 
from our players, take this away from our state and our country. We need football. Football is the lifeblood of our country. This is my problem with that statement. We, okay, football is obviously the, like the most popular sport in America, okay? People, like, like this fancy, like fantasy football is a big deal. College football is obviously a big deal. Like football is the big money maker in this country. And I think what Coach O, like, to sit there and say that we need it, we don't need football. We enjoy football. I love watching football. I am not sitting there saying that I don't want football because I really want football this season. But to sit there, but to go up and pretty much at a vice president's press conference, and I know Mike Pence was like clapping and like, yeah, we can do it, football. But the state of Louisiana does not need football if it's going to risk the health of players and athletes. Like, and Coach O, it's not just football. Like, there are other sports that could be affected in the fall, right? The Ivy League canceled all their fall sports. And I don't see football, I personally don't see football happening in the spring. Because you have to think about it like this. One, if it does happen, how like you're going to risk the health of, of athletes, of football players, excuse me. Okay? Football, because you're going to have, let's say you have a 11-game season. Okay, that's going to take at least three months, minimum. Maybe four, depending on how the schedule works out. So you have four months, let's just say it starts in January or February. That goes all the way pretty much through the NFL draft. Or pretty much up to the NFL draft. Then you get drafted. Now you only have like a month or two to recover. And then you go to the pros. Or you play football the next the next time around. Like the next uh, fall. Like that's going to be a lot on a, on a student athlete. Especially a football player. I don't think that it's realistic to have spring football. I just want, Let me just get that out there. When it comes to now the chance of having football this year, we don't need it, guys. I'm just, I'm just saying. Is it definitely something that could drive like, the country to feel some sense of norm, like, normality? Yeah. And obviously, having football would bring a sense of normality. But we can't take away the fact that there's going to be that there's health risk involved, right? That there's even there may not even be football because of how COVID's spreading and how everything's getting more more cases are popping up, especially with Florida now being an epicenter and with the SEC still having made a decision on whether as far as their conference schedule or as far as like the Big Tw- big the, basically like the Big Ten and the Pac-12 has basically said have come out and said no, just conference only this season. And the SEC hasn't done that yet. I'm just surprised that it's still taking that time to actually get to that point. When I thought that conferences will all just work together on this. But, and then again, the health of the student athletes. Like the parents out there that are going to sit there and say, well, why am I going to have my kid play? Why should I have my kid play? Like, or a guy like Trevor Lawrence to say, well, why should I go out there and play? When, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, this is like something that's been talked about with Trevor Lawrence for a while. Like, he, why should he even play this year when he can just go to the draft? Like, 
Technically, he doesn't need to play this year, but he, he probably will if there is football. So, what are we trying to say with Coach O? I mean, he just, again, he says we need football. At the end of the day, it is, it's about money. Like that's, This is kind of big picture here. These guys want money. Will they get it? I don't know because I think at the end of the day, if you're a coach or if you're a, pro, a player and you want to risk your health, there has to be the best guidelines in place to make sure you can make this happen. That will do it for today's episode of One Done Radio. Thanks for tuning to the show, and be sure to subscribe to One Done Radio on iTunes. And all inquiries, questions, comments, fan mail, whatever it is, can be sent to ryandunn1 at yahoo.com.